T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And we are back with uh, Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach. I got to thinking, you know, I try and find a positive side to everything, okay? And our country is in a mess right now. It's disgusting. So how am I going to find a positive side? Well, I'm thinking, for one thing, we don't have to worry much about illegal immigration. What fool would break into this country? Not now. Not the way it is now. Uh, Not with all the garbage going on now. So basically, my questions I have, too. Uh, With what we've seen on TV, does social distancing mean anything anymore? And will uh, will people just shut the hell up? In other words, the the latest example is Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis, the general who was um, uh, Secretary of State and got fired. Okay, Uh, he said, and I heard it over the night, over the evening while I was asleep, I heard it. Uh, He said that well, the president doesn't bring people together. He drives them apart. Meanwhile, the example I used, if you're a minority, uh, before all of this happened, we had the lowest rate of unemployment in the history of this country uh, and the most jobs actually being filled by minorities in the history of this country. Now, you tell me why you would think, if you were a minority, the guy that made the climate possible for you to have that job uh, is, a, is a racist. Why would you think that? Certainly doesn't show it in anything he does, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm saying, you know, pe- people like Mattis, look, you're out of there. Just shut the hell up. What, you, you want to sell a few books or something? Is that what it's about? Let's go to line four, and that would be Daryl in Medina. Daryl, you're on WBEN. I got a, question, a quick question before I get to the topic. Have you a question t- before the topic. Okay, give me the question. Is Joey Reynolds still living in New York City? No. Oh, uh, New York City? Yep. I'm not sure. Um, uh, Bernie, you talked to Joey. Is he living in New York City, do you know? Joey Reynolds? Not right now. He's in Florida, He's in Florida right now. Oh. Yeah, he he was stuck in Florida. Okay, because I I was going to say he used to live in Brooklyn, and uh, if he was still there, he, I'm sure he'd have a colorful dial. Yeah, he lived in Harlem, actually. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, I used to listen to him at the all. He had an all night show, but it, on that on his WOR all night show, he did for I think he said 14 years. That was an excellent show. Uh, he he got to interview a lot of different people. And uh, Joey's an excellent interviewer anyway, and a fa- he got fabulous humor. Uh, but, yeah, he lived in uh, Harlem. Last time I saw him, I didn't ask him about that. I should have. 
No, I just happened to, I've been going to ask you because of all this stuff. Okay, so uh, what do you, uh, Bernie talked to him a little while ago. I, I, I wasn't available when he called. Uh, what, what else you got uh, for us today, Daryl? Oh, it's the inmates are running the asylum. That's, That's, that is true. Is talking to my father-in-law, or my, one of my in-laws last night. No, he's in Philadelphia. Uh, years ago, they were going to have riots down there, and their police chief said, you, Lou, we shoot. Well, you know, in a lot of um, a lot of policemen are ex-military, and in the military during wartime, looters are shot. Yeah. So maybe maybe that thought process uh, came with them as they uh, took one uniform off and put another one on. I I think I think the uh, police are under tremendous pressure all the time, not just now. And what I've said before, I wish there was some kind of a meter like that. Uh, uh, like the clock we have showing how much in debt we are that showed how many incidents a day police all over the country face and how many problems there arose from the de- uh, the incidents. And I think you'd find it is remarkably low. It's, uh, you know, I heard that deal. After I heard that deal about him uh, running over the pl- three police officers, and then I hear a lawyer this morning right away. Well, we can get it. We can get her out of that. And I'm thinking, you had stolen merchandise. You had an unlicensed. You had, had, un- had a gun. She had a stolen gun in the car. And I heard her mother say, "She's, oh, she was. Uh, she just panicked." Well, I would panic too if I had a stolen gun in the car. Miss Wonderful. Oh, yeah. my God. You know. All right. Good to talk to you again. Let us go to um, – let's go. I think we get time for one more call before the break. Let's go to J.J. in Amherst. J.J., you're on uh, – uh, he's on line one. You're on WBEN. Hi. I have to tell you, I love your show. I think you're one of the bravest talk radio hosts in America. You're an honest man, the one that Diogenes – spent a whole lifetime looking for. Sandy, I applaud you for your courage because it's not very many talk radio hosts have the guts to tell the truth, and you do, and I really appreciate that. Thank you very much, I, and I, I appreciate the fact that you like it. Thank you. What I wanted to talk about, on the previous show there was a Brett Garrett, I think his name was, and he talked about implicit bias. And this whole idea of implicit biases, in other words, like the whole systemic racism, institutional racism, all white people are racist, only white people are racist, the whole nation was built on racism by racists, and therefore, no matter what we do, it's never going to be enough. White people did build this country. I'm sorry, but less than 2% of the uh, blacks were slaves in this country. Or less than 2% of the people even own slaves in this country. The whole mantra that's out there that all blacks are descendants of slaves and all people own slaves is absolutely ludicrous. It's a lie. And this implicit bias, God, they teach that in schools. They teach it in nurses. In England, the nurses have to walk in the room and apologize for their white privilege and their racism before they can take care of a non-white patient. Oh, that would be the day. That would be the day. What? Uh, you treat others fine, they have to treat you fine. Uh, and I'm not ever asking anybody to kneel before me, and I don't expect to do it for anybody else. 
Well, you know what? There was girls who were kissing the feet of black people. Did you see that video? I saw some videos. I didn't see that one, uh, but uh, that would have stuck with me, I'm sure. But I did see a couple of others, uh, one kissing the hand and and, uh, uh, one with a full kneel on on a cement sidewalk. Yeah, I saw that. It was disgusting. At first, I thought it was a joke. I thought somebody was doing shtick, but then I found out it wasn't. Because this is what these kids are taught in school. White kids are taught to hate themselves, and black kids are taught from kindergarten on that they are being oppressed. And it's not going to matter what the white man does in this country. It is never going to be enough unless all white people die and, and go away, like Oprah Winfrey said. You know, we got to get rid of all those old white people. The white racists need to die. Well, in their mind, all white people are racist. And you can see that with the terminology of this implicit bias, systemic racist. Yeah, where is uh, where is Oprah on all of this? Uh, she's a, a very influential voice of minorities. Where is she? I, I don't think she's out uh, there uh, defecating on the top of an upside-down police car. And, you know, can I mention something else? You know, in Japan, the Japanese built their nation to benefit them. Who in their right mind would build a country to benefit another group other than the majority people? Would they do that? No. Nope. No, they wouldn't. Well, you're right, and I, I enjoy your passion. I think it's well-founded and, and uh, well-said. Thank you very much. Let's take a break and return on News Radio 930 WBEN. Let's go to line two. This is from Jamestown. This would be Gabe. Gabe, thanks for calling. You're on WBEN. Good morning, Sandy and Joe. Um, hello, hello there, Gabe. What's on your mind today? Well... Let's put it this way. I don't know you personally, Sandy. I only know your persona through your radio show. But I suspect you're a pretty laid-back guy. You're intelligent. Yeah. You look at things going on in the world. You connect the dots, and then you give your opinion. Yeah. This morning, this morning you blew a fuse. <laughs> yeah. Because um, what you're exhibiting is righteous indignation. I mean, you, you're expressing the way most of us are feeling now. This is insane. Uh the hypocrisy, the double standards, which which is fueled by the mainstream media. I think there is a silver lining in all this, believe it or not. As much as of a mess that the country is in, I think there is a silver lining. I think most people with common sense that are observing everything that's going on have said, that's it. This is crazy. The backlash is coming this November. I think there are a lot of Democrats who are finally saying, hey, my party, they're crazy. They're nuts. Uh, and I think they're going to vote for President Trump. I think even New York State is in play now for President Trump, believe it or not. Well, I think there are a lot of people whose voices have not been heard yet who are just waiting to get even at the ballot box, and I'll be very happy to see that. And yet we still have uh, polls taken. Fox even had one yesterday showing Biden ahead. But I think it's one of those things that uh, people who are going to vote for Trump don't want to get into a hassle or anything else when they're when they're asked, and they uh, so they won't say that they're voting for Trump. But I think Trump's going to win in a landslide. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, the polls, I don't trust the polls. We know that those can be rigged. Oh, absolutely, and wrong. I mean, look at the Hillary Clinton. Uh, Hillary should be the president if the, poll, if the polls were correct. That's right. That's Exhibit A. Uh, how bad the polls were off. But my one concern, my big concern, is voter fraud. Uh, you know, if, if New York State says we can only vote by mail, there's a, a great chance that uh, there could be voter fraud 
in large numbers. Absolutely. Think about it like this. We have extended time to vote. Uh, we have legitimate absentee ballots. I think <laughs> we have uh, every access known to man in order to vote. I don't think uh, uh, that kind of voting is what we should do because it's ripe for fraud. It could easily be uh, be fraudulent. Absolutely. Well, that's all I had for you, Sandy. Well, good. I'm glad you called, Gabe. Uh, I don't get a lot of Jamestown calls. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling. What do you think, Tony, about the voter fraud thing? Voter fraud is real, despite what some people in the media think and uh, calling out it as uh, fake news in their eyes. But we've seen many cases in many states where they have found for voter fraud, whether boxes of ballots that were stuffed in somebody's trunk or closet. Uh, how many people you've read in the news that have been uh, brought up on charges for uh, things that they've done wrong with their in their voting uh, place? We've talked in the past about uh, the district that had 100% of the votes going to Barack Obama, and you had stated that that's, a, uh, that's impossible. That's impossible. Uh, no matter. You could, you could probably go inside the walls of Obama's house and not get a 100% vote. There's no question um, mail-in voting is designed for yeah. voter fraud because the Dems know they can't win straight up. Everything that you see going on in 2020 has the election in mind. The visuals that we see on television are, are really startling. And we're sitting there watching them and thinking, this is not acceptable to us. And sometimes the stuff we don't see, like I did not see the specific incident, uh, they are stealing ATM machines, okay? Uh, there was one funny one, although the theft is certainly not funny, uh, of a guy, uh, and it was not just a small machine part. It was the whole mechanism. So the thing was as tall as the guy. It could have been another human being. He's got his arms around the stolen ATM machine. He tries to get on a metro bus, but the thing won't fit in the doorway of the metro bus. Meanwhile, the driver will not let him on the bus with a stolen ATM and notifies the police. So that was the kind of funny one. What kind of a moron would do that? Well, we saw him, but we didn't see his face, unfortunately. Uh, the other one is more serious. They're taking ATM machines out of banks, uh, not out of banks, out of uh, stores, and uh, putting dynamite in them. They're very hard to open illegally, by. you may have guessed that. But they're taking dynamite and blowing them open with dynamite. Now, dynamite, unless you know how to do it, is not something to be trifled with. And one guy got killed. Obviously, uh, he didn't know how to handle the dynamite and died. Now, how stupid is that? And what, what frightens me about what's going on now is it's, even though it, does, it looks like it's in a little bit of a lull, you know, on the streets themselves, we're in a bit of a lull and you're thinking this is like the uh, COVID curve. We're in a lull and it's going to get better. But I want you to pay attention to how aggressive what they're doing is, even though it's not as spectacular looking, uh, like uh, 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 police cars on fire, for instance, or uh, uh, fabulous fashion stores in New York City all boarded up with razor wire. Um, Saks has razor wire. Uh, I'd like to see a, a report from there today to see if anybody tried to breach that. Uh, so it's gone from that to... Now, attacking a policeman and stabbing him in the neck, okay, 
That was not the most current one. Another guy, the cop shot him. Another, another guy with almost the same thing. Another guy with a knife going after a cop's neck, and I think he got shot too. So we're getting much more, we're seeing or hearing much more aggressive uh, behavior from people. Going after cops, shoot, keep in mind, they're going after people that are carrying a gun on their hip, okay? And, uh, and they, they were also wearing a badge, but they're carrying a gun on their hip. How long before they go after people that have no self-defense? Luckily, some of us believe in the Second Amendment. And let me tell you something. I believe in it. I, I uh, used to carry, depending on where I'm going, if I think I might need it, I carry. And so you never want to show that you're carrying. You want to just carry, okay? Uh, uh, that's, uh, that's what uh, the license is for in the first place, a concealed carry. All right? From now on, if I go out to get the mail, I'll be carrying. I have a permit. And I have a clean, absolutely sparkling, spotless, clean record. And I will carry to go to the mailbox. 803-0930, 1-800-616-9236-STAR-930. And uh, by the way, just a reminder, the pistol permit, uh, you can uh, start that process online. Go online and get that permit rolling. We'll be back right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And we are back with Beach and Company. I meant to mention something. It'll, it'll only mean something to a few of you, but I wanted to mention it seeing that I have a radio show and am allowed to do that. Uh, it was the first day of uh, Belmont uh, for racing, for uh, horse racing. Keep in mind that horse racing is the only thing that's been going on as a sport uh, during uh, this uh, crisis time. Uh, and they took all the precautions. Well, the first... Uh, the the spring slash summer uh, abbreviated meet uh, started yesterday. I have two jockeys that I root for all the time, and they happen to be brothers, the Ortiz brothers. Uh, they have uh, Joe uh, Joe Ortiz and and his brother Irad. Irad yesterday there were I think there were ten races on the card yesterday. Uh, it was the first day riding for the first time in Belmont during this uh, meet. Out of the, I think it was 10 races, he won five of them. 
So I read Ortiz yesterday won five races. I root for him no matter what horse he's on, no matter who's against him, because I like him or his brother, Jose. Either uh, Jose or Irad, or Irad, and they're both like the top two riders when they get to uh, the next meet, which is Saratoga. So uh, I can hardly wait to see how they do in Belmont and then Saratoga, but congratulations to Irad Ortiz. If you happen to have any connection with him at all, tell him I wish him uh, great luck. He's a great rider. It's fun to watch a really good rider. I think okay. I read that they, uh, that they all took a knee, by the way. Uh, you know, I taped all the whole thing. It's five and a half hours. I taped it. I saw that it started with them all on one knee. I think they were praying. Uh, and then they stood up. But I didn't have the audio on because I, I was taping it. And I was reading at the same time. Yeah, I think it was uh, to honor George Floyd. They all took a knee. Well, they're, they're a great. Uh, those guys are really good athletes. And just imagine, you know, they don't sit on the saddle uh, when they're racing. They're up. Uh, their their thigh muscles must be incredible because they're they're up above the saddle during the whole race. So you know they're not bouncing around on the saddle like uh, like uh, most people who don't know how to ride do. All right, let's see. What are we talking about? This with what we've seen on TV. Does social distancing mean anything anymore? You see all of those people nose to nose to nose to nose to nose. No masks, no protection, and all kinds of stuff going on there. But we're told that now that we can have outdoor dining, make sure you're at least six feet away from the table. Wear your mask, you know, shovel the food under your mask, I guess. And all this and all this. And meanwhile, we watch total chaos going on all around us. And uh, with the general Mattis... Uh, in a public a publication saying the president doesn't bring people together, just shut the hell up, will you? Who asked you? Who cares? And I think that the more of this crap we get, like the last caller told us, uh, the, the more the president's going to benefit at the ballot box. Sandy, do you uh, find it funny when people like Mattis, uh, let's see, Judge Napolitano, uh, Scaramucci, whatever the heck uh, that loser's name is, that uh, they all got shunned by the president, and then all of a sudden they have a problem with him? It couldn't be because they're bitter now, could it? But yet the mainstream media, they're going to go with it. Hell has no people grieving than uh, those rejected. And uh, they were rejected, and that's and that's one of the problems they have. Let's go to line five. This would be Bruce in Amherst. Bruce, you're on WBEN. Yeah, thank you, Sandy. Uh, yes, sir. Fallout from the COVID virus is going to be with Erie County residents for many years, and I'd like to get your thoughts and your listeners' thoughts as to how we can make this an opportunity for improvement. Specifically, Erie County has already forecast a $160 million deficit due to lost revenue uh, from the virus. Now, it's got to be bad for the city, the school districts, the fire departments. And I would like to suggest one thing. Having grown up in Florida, my wife and I moved here over 40 years ago, Sandy. We love it here. Oh, you've gone the opposite way. Uh, most of the people go from here to Florida. You've went from Florida to here. Well, I'm glad you love it. Well, if you've lived in both places, you'll find this is God's country, in my opinion. But anyway, 
back to the financial issues we're going to face. Down in Florida, Sandy, we had one school district for all of St. Petersburg and Pinellas County. We had one school district for Tampa and Hillsborough County, and we had over 1.4 million people in Hillsborough, 900,000 in Tampa, I mean in St. Pete. So my question to you is what can we do, what should we do here in Erie County with only a little over 900,000 population, yet we have 29 school districts, we have 29 school boards, we have 29 school superintendents, and we have over 150 deputy superintendents. And we pay we pay a billion dollars a year for one of those districts, and that's Buffalo. We've, we've addressed this before. It makes a lot of sense to do, uh, as you just suggested, that they do in Florida. But it's, it's political. They won't do it. They like, uh, and the superintendents each make a lot of money. And I'm sure the assistant superintendents make a lot of money, too. Uh, that would be much more economical for us to do what they do in Florida. But it's uh, we live in the backwoods as far as uh, uh, as far as uh, dividing up and then uh, putting together the the different school districts. I totally agree with you. And regarding the deficit that Erie County has, we have enough money by polling cars' own admission in our rainy day fund to cover the whole deficit. But he's not going to. He doesn't realize that it's raining. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's $160 million deficit or something like that, and we got even more than that in the Rainy Day Fund. It's, uh, do you find it abominable that they won't use the, the money for a Rainy Day Fund to cover that uh, cost, Tony? Yes, I also get mad when uh, municipalities threaten to uh, release uh, police officers, first responders. That's always the first one that's going to get caught whenever there's a budget crisis. And if it's a school budget thing, they always threaten the sports and music and phys ed. They know the kids will, Mom and Dad, we want to do this and that and the other thing. They know what to do. They play politics. That's why this state is in such a mess. Is that On every front you look and you see waste and excessive spending that doesn't have to be there. Let's take a break. If you wanted to see waste, you should have seen the woman on the top of the upside-down police car defecating in front of a crowd. Or the people posting that Andrew Cuomo should be president and that he is what real leadership looks like. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, We'll take a break on News Radio 930 WBEN. Dennis in Lockport. Dennis, you're on WBEN. Good morning, Sandy. Hello, Dennis. I hope I can explain this a little bit. I've been trained with the uh, um, Tougher Than Tigers canine unit when I was in the Air Force, and I've handled riot control. I also had a brick watching a a peaceful protest. I also had a chunk of concrete thrown at me and hit me, and I cleared the parking lot with one German Shepherd and two deputies. Uh, the thing is that they're, they're not utilizing the force. This is escalating. They And I hear them say that the, the images, they don't want the images of the 60s. Well, damn, <laughs> what's worse than a rubber bullet inside the head? Uh, 
so anyways, they're not utilizing the canine, and, and they're not utilizing the the, uh, the the mounted patrol. And this is uh, this is why Genghis Khan run through all of uh, Mongolia because he had the best trained horses. These horses really do a good job, just like the dogs do. And that's that's my my input on that. The other isn't it funny? Uh, isn't it funny that in the uh, uh, Baltimore riots too? Chunks of concrete were thrown at the cops, and now they're using concrete blocks, chunks of concrete, and finding where where pallets of concrete blocks are, are being left. They're being stolen from work sites and brought to areas that they know they're going to use them. It's funny that they would both be concrete blocks. It, it sounds so organized, it's incredible. Well, the last thing I'd like to say is the enemy makes you kneel and bow your head in front of them. I will only kneel and bow my head in front of my Lord Jesus Christ. And and I think these these sheriff's departments are making a big mistake because it's it's just not protocol that needs to be used. We need to show strength. Then we need to go to the bargaining tables and talk and do the talking and stuff. But this just infuriates me when I see that the police department's kneeling down. It's just not. You, you know, uh, Dennis, I had not addressed that yet, but I'll address it now. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think uh, taking a knee um, it, in that manner, uh, taking a knee is not appropriate. I know they're doing it to try and calm down the crowds, uh, but uh, I, I just don't believe it's the right thing. I think it shows total weakness, and uh, we know why you're doing it. They know why you're doing it. And uh, I just think it's the wrong thing to do. Okay? Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, how about you, Tony? You got a thought on taking a knee with the cops? You know, I, I've i torn them on, the, on this one. I see the images. It must be painful for you. Yeah, there's a lot of things that's painful for me right now, Sandy, <laughs> uh, each and every day. Um, I'm torn because I understand what the police are doing. I don't like the whole taking a knee uh, thing. I think it is disrespecting those who have served our country. I understand the thought process that goes into, well, taking a knee represents uh, the uh, police brutality. All right, fine. You're entitled to that that position. Um, so that's where I'm torn and why I'm torn on well, this. Well, my attitude is this. the We all agree, in, unless there's some oddballs. I mean, uh, let's we'll leave a little space for oddballs right now. Most of us who aren't oddballs agree that, Bruce, uh, uh, that police brutality is not to be tolerated. That should be strongly dealt with. And uh, the fact is, in this case, uh, in, in the uh, death of, uh, uh, of the person, uh, uh, Mr. Floyd, uh, that we're all uh, uh, you know, commemorating, we know that we don't uh, think that's okay. So we're already on record as saying we're against that. Taking a knee to show you're against that isn't necessary. Or the I multiple think, protests. I mean, why do we need so many protests? As you just said, we all agree what happened and yeah. what those cops did. And we're glad uh, and happy about the extra charges. We hope that if found guilty that they go to jail for a long time. But how about instead of protesting every single day, we get our community together and we have people from the inner city. We have uh, minority leaders getting together with government officials, with well, uh, police officials to discuss. How do we train better? How do we make things better? Tony, look at our look at our community. 
all of the important offices are, are run by minorities. So you can't look at Buffalo and say uh, we're, we're, we need more power. They have, more, they have all the power, uh, but that's not enough. And, and as far as the original charge of, uh, of third degree, I think, they said that's not enough, got to move it up. And uh, there wasn't much of a difference between the third degree and second degree. So what do they do? They move it up to second degree. They can't do first degree because that's pre-med. Yeah, pre-med, they had planned to do it. I don't think anybody believes that. So they move it up to uh, from, sec- uh, from third to second. That's not enough. Uh, it's never enough. That's the whole point. But the bottom line is ju- I want to know who they're protesting because I don't know anybody uh, who favors uh, what went on in, uh, in, in George Floyd's life or the end of it. Nobody favors that. Nobody. I, I saw one person. So if that's the case, who are you protesting against? And what are you protesting against? And why isn't Black Lives Matter protesting when a black officer, a 77-year-old black officer, I think is Officer Doran, was yep. gunned down? You're okay with that? I he thought Black the, Lives Matter. No, he, all lives matter. He was in the doorway, black uh, retired officer. Yeah, he was in the doorway of his friend's pawn shop uh, guarding it, and he got shot and killed. Okay, I don't see minorities uh, pointing that out. Uh, and that's the sad part about it. 803-0930-1800-616-9236 and star 930. And I, uh, the question is, with what we've seen on TV, does social distancing mean anything? You look at the TV. It's, it's wall-to-wall people for about a half a mile. Tell me about social distancing. When they're done protesting, where do you think they're going? Think they're going to a COVID rehab? I don't think so. They're going to wherever they're going. Going to home, going to a place to get something to eat. Uh, That's what they're doing, and they're spreading out. And you're telling me not one of the people in those masses of people all over the country has the virus? They found out that George Floyd had the uh, uh, the virus uh, uh, at the beginning of the season, like in, in April, something like that. Let's take a break and return on News Radio 930. This is WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 